This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld How you doing, Dylan? You know, I'm doing well. I We were talking before we started recording. I think we both really wish it was Friday, but looking at the calendar, it just it just isn't. And that's, yeah. it is what it is. It uh, That's the best way to put it, is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. We can't be like, no, you know what? We're going to make today Friday. Well, we could make today Friday if we just don't work tomorrow. Ooh. That's an idea. That's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely days where it's like, it has been such a long time since I took a sick day that was like a fake sick day. Like I haven't ever done that at Batches, if anyone's listening to this. But um, but it's like, it. there are those moments, those days where you wake up and it's like 8 a.m. and you're like, what if I just said I was sick? And I, yes, I and I think you're entitled to those days. I remember like years ago or when you first started working when I worked in corporate, it was like, no, when you use a sick day, like you have to be sick. And I was like, wait, how are you going to know? That's one thing I feel like I feel like this pandemic situation will hopefully kind of make us a little more understanding as a society about like, if you're sick, stay home like that. Obviously, we're working from home right now all the time. But mm-hmm. um you know, sick days are sick days are necessary sometimes. Yes. I I got a really exciting package yesterday. I ordered uh Faye Resnick's book, <laughs> one of her books, I should say, and it finally arrived. I had to buy it from a used bookstore website because it's not in print anymore. <laughs> Wait, I was go- Oh, yeah, yeah. How does that happen? Like someone was like going through their bookshelf and they're like I don't need this anymore, but like you can't even get it on like Amazon. So you can buy it. You can buy it on Amazon, but used. Used. Wow. So I ended up getting. Uh, it was from like a different website, not Amazon. But yeah, it is used. There's some, some little nicks and scuffs. But I specifically, all the ones on Amazon said they had writing or highlighting in them, <gasps> and that was a no go for me because I need to highlight in them for the Bravo so, Book Club. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned on Bravo by Betch's Instagram because I'm going to be sharing some highlights. But why did other people highlight the book? Like, did they have their own book club? Like, you need to think about things like that. And also, if you did that, (laughs) why are you selling the book? Honestly, like, just... Yeah, I mean, I do think Faye Resnick's books were pretty, um, pretty pretty popular in the zeitgeist back in the 90s but um i don't know we'll see let's let's get into it today we're talking about below deck real housewives of dallas and the oc reunion part one we're gonna get to salt lake city tomorrow so um, i just have to say since we're talking about below deck that this past weekend i was on a new journey and i started and finished below deck sailing for the first time 
It's yes. and then I didn't realize it was only one season, so it didn't take me long. But it was like <laughs> seventeen episodes, so I was like, "Whoa, this is a long season." But I am very upset that it's over. But it's starting again in what March? Isn't it coming back in March? We're not. We're not sure yet. I know there's. I know they're working on a second season, but hopefully sometime soon. Um, how did you like it? Did you? Are you into Below Deck sailing? Loved it. Below Deck is like I. When anyone ever says, "What should I watch?" That's not. Um, housewives I always say like obviously Southern Charm Vanderpump or but, but Below Deck is like where it's at and there's tons of seasons of Below Deck <laughs> Below Deck Med like there's a lot of drama it's really good yeah okay so so this week we're picking up where we left off they're at this beach club and Rachel is drunk and everyone is kind of just like over her bullshit <laughs> Rachel needs to physically be removed from the microphone. Like there's children around. Yeah. As and, much and it's as it's not I, karaoke. It's not. As much as I understand the feeling of when you're drunk and you want to have a good time and you are mad at people for trying to stop you, that that needed to happen. She needed to get off the stage. It wasn't the time or place. Like they weren't at a club at night. They were literally at a beach bar drinking with like families. It was like right. this girl, does, do you get out much? I don't know. Well, so then we've we've seen Rachel make some comments about how she doesn't like James in the past. And then this week, she is just fully laying into him in front of the whole group, basically telling him he's a piece of shit and being like, Elizabeth, why are you wasting your time with this dude? And I was like, damn, Rachel, like you came on strong with that. Okay, to be honest, when this was happening... I felt bad for James because that's just rude and not nice. And nobody said anything, which is like, we have to change that in the world now. That happened on The Bachelor this week. Like, none of the girls defended one of the girls when everyone was getting up. I feel like this Rachel, what Rachel was doing was 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 actually really not nice. And there needed to be someone to be like, Rachel, cut it out. But at the same time, James is like a douche. But in that moment, he didn't deserve what, the treatment he was getting well it was funny because at first like honestly i feel like for most of the season james has been like you know he seems like kind of an asshole but like not in any real like tangible way and then rachel said all this stuff and it was kind of like that was uncalled for and then for the rest of the episode james acts like a way bigger (laughs) asshole than we've seen all season so he he and elizabeth are like seemingly really into each other they went on this cute date last episode they're like you know, getting it on. Well, she also told him to propose. Like, that was kind of yeah, weird. I mean, I'd, be, I'd be turned off by that, too. I have some <laughs> questions about Elizabeth's um, relationship behavior. She seems like maybe not the most emotionally mature person. But then for the rest of the episode, it's like a switch flips. And all of a sudden, James yeah. is like completely ignoring Elizabeth, not giving her the time of day, trying to like flirt with Ashling in front of Elizabeth. It's very weird. And it's like, he's acting like what am i doing wrong like why why is everybody acting like i'm an asshole and it's like because you're an asshole yeah i that's why as much as we talk about elizabeth not being good at her job or a little bit of a ditz she's not a mean person and so mm-hmm. for that it's kind of like embarrassing and at that point while they were in um the cruise quarters whatever when this was happening they did say something to him where they were like that wasn't cool james like that you'd cut you really ignored her and then he says i almost forgot she was there for a second and i was like come on dude like she's a human yeah i this is one of those times where it's like i and i totally get that everybody has their like 
you know, commitment issues or past relationship trauma or whatever, but there are there are limits of like what is understandable because of that and mm-hmm. what is like you need to get over your shit and remember that there is another person involved in this situation and if you can't if you can't be in a thing with Elizabeth anymore you need to grow up and and say something to her you can't just pretend like why does she think we have a thing it's like because you did right well that's the big thing of it is grow up like uh, everyone has their way of getting back at someone or like you know showing them who's boss but he's not good at it but after this whole situation the whole crew like has it out for rachel and no one's answering her everyone's ignoring her james is saying how he is never touching a rag again like in the kitchen no one's going to help her so when she comes to the deck with the provisions no one is answering to the fact where captain lee is like am i just do i have the only working like walkie-talkie and i thought that was really funny because it was all like they get they were like we're not answering but it's like guys you know you're working like you actually have to go and help and then he had to have a meeting and he was like what the hell's going on like what you guys have to talk to the chef, but right. apparently she like, I don't know the way they, they tell, they give Captain Lee information just like irks me sometimes because they don't do it. It's not in the best interest of anyone they're talking about. There's there's always a motive when, <laughs> when like Francesca is talking to Captain Lee, like I like Francesca, but when she's like, so there's been a bit of an issue. It's like, <laughs> you don't actually need to talk about Rachel being drunk to the captain like she wasn't like endangering anyone she just was like and it's funny because like Captain Lee is talking about how Rachel has all this potential and she's like letting it slip through her fingers and it's like she's not made a bad meal this entire season so I think it's a little dramatic to act like she's like ruining her career by getting drunk a few times and it was her day off like we've seen crew members get drunk on the actual boat like it they were she was absolutely entitled to do that so because uh, you personally I mean, were embarrassed, that's not affecting her job. I mean, I, I disagree with that because we they have talked about on Below Deck how, like, part of your job, even when you're off duty, is you don't embarrass the boat. And I feel like there, yeah. there is a line there, but it's a little dramatic to be like she's throwing her future down the drain by getting right. drunk. It's like, that, just yes. say, don't do it again. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's interesting. Like, I feel like we're going through phases on Below Deck this season where it's like, oh, like, COVID's coming, everything's gonna shut down, and then this episode felt, like, totally normal. So it's like, okay, I got, like, I'm I'm curious, like, when this shit is gonna hit the fan, but I guess we're not there yet. Or if it is, because they are kind of, like, separated from everyone. I don't know, but the whole crew right now is falling apart medically, so I don't know if it's COVID or not. Elizabeth but, has a UTI. Somebody else is like everybody. Rachel like, just doesn't want to start start in the kitchen. I was oh like, girl, God, come on! That. <laughs> you don't um, say shart on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. 
Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Okay, let's move on to Dallas. This episode was, it was kind of a, I don't know, it was like a weird continuation of last week because I felt like this dim sum thing was like not that big of a deal. It was just like, whatever, Cam didn't want to eat the chicken foot, and Tiffany was, like, harping on it a little bit. And all of a sudden, Cam has this, like, tremendous grudge on Dr. Tiffany Moon, and is, like, the entire episode, even when they're not in scenes together, is taking all of these opportunities to make every little dig at Tiffany. And it's like, oh, wait, like, this is that serious? Like, girl. Well, we have seen before, even Stephanie mentioned it, mentions it, like, Cam cam i can't say cam cameron i'll just say cameron is the type of person you cannot argue with it is her she sees one way and it's like she does like harp on things to the point where you just need to apologize and just be like let's move on fresh even fast forwarding at the table when tiffany does says i'm sorry cameron doesn't even let her finish her sentence she goes okay yep let's move on like all she physically wanted was an apology i was like cameron like you do You've spent the entire episode talking about how like pissed off you are, and then you literally are just like not even willing to listen to a like a two sentence apology. Right. It <laughs> yeah, Cameron is like one of those people where I think she's a great housewife in terms of like the lifestyle, the over the topness, mm-hmm. the like being petty and all of this, but like being friends with her seems exhausting. Because I because, sometimes don't know what route she's gonna go and it's scary. Right. Yeah, I it, it was nice. She did plan a very nice birthday party for Carrie, her 50th. She wanted to go to Saint Tropez, but that wasn't an option. So she brought Nikki Beach to Dallas. Girl, and it's not just her birthday, girl. It's her 50th. It's her 50th, girl. <laughs> and you know, you know, girl, because she can't go to Saint Tropez, we're gonna bring it here, girl. It was <laughs> at first, I was like, okay, but then it got more fun. I was like, okay, like this. Okay. It, it was at, also at her father-in-law's house, which I was very interested in why That it was. house looked like a castle. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Ridiculous. I, so it's interesting, like, Carrie Brittingham, it's her 50th birthday. She's, like, doing this photo shoot with, like, like topless with, like, beads <laughs> all over her body. It's interesting because, like, I actually am not, I don't, like, dislike Carrie right now. I just still feel like I don't really care about her that much but I mean whatever I'm not I don't think she's like taking away from the show at this point no I mean she has her moments I would say like this episode was a good episode for her she just wanted to drink and have fun and I was curious though why this is the type of birthday party where I feel like husbands or significant others should have been there it was Mm. it was a little bizarre or maybe like come at nighttime like let the women have like lunch like, was, let the women have their, like, hot guys standing there when they show up, and then the husbands can come at, like, 8 p.m. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's but, interesting. 
it's interesting, like, Cam is like, oh, like, Carrie always says it's a situation. And they show this, like, montage of her saying it. I'm like, I don't remember ever hearing her say that, but, like, I guess, I guess Carrie Brittingham has a catchphrase. I guess, but I feel like it should have been something else, like, maybe just like her name or like 50 or something and then also later (laughs) later in the episode i wrote down somebody says refers to it as the chicken foot situation and i just thought that was so funny okay there's something i need wait dylan i wrote that down i go cam went right (laughs) into the chicken foot situation like that's in my notes i'm dead wait so i do have to point out though that i was laughing when tiffany showed up to the party and she was like i brought a a gift and a cute card like i love when housewives have to like say what they brought Mm -hmm. she goes i don't know what this is but they told me it's really good i don't drink tequila and like it was a bottle of 1942 it's like tiffany i know you don't drink tequila but like you have to know what that is you even if anyone doesn't drink tequila you have to know it's a 150 dollar bottle of tequila you have to know that's what i was gonna say like even just going by the price like you obviously didn't buy like cheap tequila at the (laughs) store it's pretty alcohol it's like obviously people have their personal preferences but usually it's pretty easy to tell what better alcohol is because it's more expensive correct correct i the party was fun i you know i guess carrie's personality all of a sudden i'm like tequila yay she loves tequila i do appreciate brandy being like cautious i'm not sure if she was doing it as a joke or Um, not which at that point it was like i would not i yeah i mean i think it was a joke i would not say she was doing anything that was particularly cautious like she was wearing a face shield it seems like as a joke she was like taking shots and like the thing is cameron was like iffy about it and putting her on the end i was like no tell her she can't come like that's how this works that's the thing so it's like it's it's weird to me that like in certain contexts obviously like on atlanta this week we saw drew facetiming into candy's event because she said she was quarantined after traveling for her father-in-law's funeral whereas like on this episode brandy's just been in florida but she's like i tested negative four times so i'm coming but i'm gonna wear a face shield but that doesn't actually do anything but like we don't know how recently she flew right like was it actually enough time that the test would be accurate and it seems like that's the kind of thing where I would expect that production is like enforcing rules with that. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it was actually safe and they just were kind of like making a joke out of it for the show. But it it feels weird because it's like, that's not actually that funny. Like, no, it's not. But I do have to say the funny part is the shots because I've seen videos on Uh Instagram too. And I just think when people forget they're wearing a mask and they start eating or do it, like, I do think that's really funny because also, (laughs) Also, Deandra had a really great shady confessional moment when she was like, she risked her health for Florida. Like, you need a hazmat suit coming back from Florida, even when it's not a pandemic. Deandra, I feel like she she isn't that, like, deeply involved in the drama yet this season, but I, I'm kind of enjoying her presence. She seems lighter, I would say, without Leanne there. Like, Me too. She was all, her relationship with Leanne was always, like, so loaded like there was so much baggage there and it was so personal and now it's like i'm i'm loving how they're showing like her meditation and her you know she just seems like she's in a fun place i agree i told you that um earlier that i feel she's grown on me this season and Mm -hmm. i'd never not liked her but you're right like 
her relationship with Leanne, it kind of Leanne just like outshined her. I don't know if that's the right word to say, but you can tell Deandra was always like walking on eggshells around her. And that's the crazy part about casting for these shows is Mm -hmm. that some people truly don't work well together. And now she's doing great. I, I mean, I went through phases with Leanne. I think she was at her kind of height, like a really incredible housewife. Obviously she ruined that for herself, but like, I think she's one of those people where she always just kind of sucked a lot of the air out of the room. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, Deandra was like going through so much back and forth with her financial situation and that just kind of got old too. And so it's fun to see her like kind of just seems like she's in a better place. I'm enjoying it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm liking the season of Dallas so far. I feel like it It feels like kind of a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Let's talk about Stephanie really quick before we move on because oh, yeah. I feel like she doesn't... She's the, for me, like a shining star. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> you're like, elaborate on that. She just like <laughs> is... All I always have felt this way. She's a good friend. She's a good mom. She's a good wife. She's not really involved in the drama. I hate to say this. Watch something happens like tomorrow or this week with her. Every time I say it, like a housewife, something happens. But like she's starting a new business or she claimed she started a new business. And she we've really seen a difference from her foundation, a foundation, starting a foundation when from the beginning of Dallas to now and her relationship with Travis and how she's really like standing on her own two feet. And she even, she's like, yeah, Travis can be an asshole, but like he, he's still like supports me in some of, some of the things that that she does. It's like a little troubling to me, the way that Travis seems to like, not really um, be like on board with her having her own thing. But I'm hoping that that is just kind of like a bad moment or something. And that that's not kind of like (laughs) representative of their overall relationship but yeah i do like stephanie it's cool that she's kind of like doing her own thing yeah and all she wants is an office and a laptop like that's all she's asking for (laughs) (laughs) to really get going tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card well with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. 
Okay, let's move on to the Orange County reunion. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Oh, I goodness. I knew this reunion was going to be a lot because as we very quickly established, basically everyone in the cast is anti-Bronwyn mm-hmm. at this point. And I, I'm not particularly a fan of Bronwyn at this point either, but the energy, the negative energy toward her is a lot. <laughs> it is. However, the problem with reunions is that we don't see everything and there has to be a reason that each person feels this way, except for Gina. Gina really stuck, uh, stood up for her and was um, when she needed to. Not, of course, I feel like she agreed with the other woman for some things. But you know what? Elizabeth really had a problem with Bronwyn. And the problem I have with Elizabeth is that's fine. Bring it to the reunion. We need to see more from you anyway. But if we haven't seen drama with you the entire season, like don't make this about you and like what the like what you're like name calling uh, yeah. went after Bronwyn and it's like what are you talking about? We don't know anything about I you. I saw I saw some people say this on Twitter and I totally agree that this totally felt like Elizabeth knew that she needed to kind of like do something at the reunion, like earn her orange or whatever well, and it. like it feels like too little too late to me if I were making casting decisions, which mm-hmm. <laughs> sadly I'm not, but <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things where like, we've seen this with lots of housewives in the past that it's like, they have kind of a quiet or like weak season. And then they come to the reunion and clearly have a fire under their ass. And, you know, as much as I think Elizabeth in some alternate timeline could have potential to be a good housewife. It's like you showing up to the reunion and calling Bronwyn a backstabbing bitch. Isn't like, Yes. Isn't actually like doing it for me. I was me. just going to say that. But they all, Bronwyn now thinks that there's so much that went on. Bronwyn says that Shannon has a drinking problem. And then all the other women say that Bronwyn's just looking for ways to become famous, which we've heard many people say before. But it's like these are sensitive subjects where we can't yeah. pinpoint like or blame or or accuse anyone of doing anything. But these women know more than we do. I'm not. It's take that with a grain of salt i'm not believing anything these women <laughs> say either but it's interesting how how thoroughly shannon and bronwyn's relationship has deteriorated because at the beginning of the season they were pretty close and now i mean shannon there when they talk about gina's house at the beginning of the episode pretty much right away shannon is saying that bronwyn threw her under the bus for these comments that she is adamant that she didn't make and you know, they're immediate. Pretty much everyone is immediately coming after Bronwyn for talking about Gina's house, and then, um, you know, uh, Shannon really seems angry with Bronwyn. Like I feel like with somebody like Emily or even like with Kelly, they kind of like dislike her and are being like petty about things. But Shannon seems really upset with Bronwyn in a more kind of like personal way. I mean, yeah, I mean, we see the ups and downs with Shannon and her feelings towards people every single season. Like, all of a sudden, we see that Emily and Shannon have really turned their friendship around. And right. and Emily is very grateful for Shannon being there. So it's like, at this point, I feel like Shannon really picks and chooses who she puts her energy towards. And I think that she's done with Bronwyn. Definitely. Well, and- now she definitely now she definitely well, is. And, and with the Shannon, Shannon's relationship with John, Gina kind of is stuck in the middle there too, because she's like, 
what am I supposed to do when you call me and you're wasted and you're telling me these concerning things? Like, I'm not just going to forget about it. And Shannon clearly, I think Shannon clearly regrets probably what she said to Gina. Maybe she doesn't even remember exactly what she said to Gina because it's like, yeah, you can't take that stuff back. And it's like, I'm not just going to forget about it. If you tell me that your relationship is toxic and then the next day you're like, no, it's fine. It's like, okay no no. like we're not just gonna forget that listen we've all been in that situation where your friend tells you something about their significant other and once you hear those that once your friends hear negative about them yeah it's hard to turn around and that's the position gina's in right now i think it's interesting shannon um cleared up that what's his name (laughs) david bedore (laughs) david has not met john and shannon has not met leslie david's new wife which so awkward yeah, it's it is awkward. It's it's interesting though. Shannon clearly has some feelings about the fact that jo- that David is not really um, putting in an effort to co-parent, you know, in a positive way, and that sucks. I mean, speaking you of, know? He, he's one of the biggest assholes that's ever been on the show. So true. I w- I'm not like that's true. shocked that's at true. all by this. Okay, we. We have to talk just as briefly as possible. We have to address oh boy. the the elephant in the room, Kelly Leventhal. <laughs> um, he has her foot in her mouth so far back that it's like mm-hmm. cu- literally coming out of her ass. It was so, I mean, not that I expected anything different than what happened, but it was just so disappointing that even when she's given kind of the easiest possible platform. Andy is like, Andy is not that tough of a judge. You know, like he, he'll ask pointed questions or, you know, try to get a specific answer, but he's not the kind of person who, he's not really dragging anyone at the reunion. And he basically gives her, I would say several chances to kind of make an apology, walk something back, say that she feels bad, clear up how she really feels. And she not only does she not like take that opportunity graciously, but she basically is like, why, what do you want from me? Why would I need to say that? Like, what do you want me to do? Apologize. And it's like, yeah, an apology would be a start. Yeah. And by the way, she's saying all this, like, what do you want from me with tears in her eyes, which means Kelly, you can dish it, but you can't take it. So just fucking apologize because the things you said were literally like, disgusting but i have to say that she andy was like i was dying at this because andy was like i've gotten messages how you're a moron how you're you're terrible and then kelly i can't kelly turns around and goes well i've gotten messages too that you're anti-american and i was like no like kelly we are not at middle like you're a grown-ass woman like grow up and she's saying well i am he's saying that people want to boycott the show. She's like, well, I haven't lost any followers. And it's like, that is so it's the clearest. That's the like clearest representation that she doesn't actually get it. And that she doesn't, whatever kind of apology she puts out or like statement she makes or anything like that, that she doesn't actually give a shit. And it's like, it's honestly like, thanks for letting us know because we, now we know there's no doubt. Like we know. Right. And it's, it, it's hard. It's, Bad to say it's unfortunate because she's been behaving like this for a while now. But I said this a few weeks ago, too, where she had a good episode. And it's so hard because you want to agree with her that one thing she says. And then she'll just say one thing. And you're like, God damn it. Like, why? 
we, we can't agree with you because of all if it out what the bad things you say really outweigh the one yeah, good it's, thing you said. It's definitely unfortunate. I'm I'm super curious. I mean, we still have part two to get through, but I'm super curious to see kind of what choices Bravo makes with this show because I think I think most people would agree that the cast needs kind of an overhaul, but I'm I'm really curious to see kind of where they are going with that. Yes, we'll and I, I have to know. point out your meme that you posted on Bravo by Betches Instagram today was hilarious with <laughs> Andy in the freezer and Gina in the fridge because the whole cast is expired. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, yeah, it's like watching the show like Gina is the only one on the cast that I feel any kind of like oh yeah, I like her. And yeah, like that's not good in a cast of six people when there's only one that I'm like, I kind of like her. <laughs> I know. And I'm, she, that's what I was saying before, where it's when, if they do recast, would they completely do it? Or like, would they keep Gina? Would they keep Emily, you know? And then I we'll have know. to see the new friendships forming. Like, it's so awkward, but I know. we'll see. I'm nervous, even though it's like, it doesn't really affect me, but I mean, we have to watch it and talk about yes, it. So it I'd like it to be good. Us. Yes, it does affect us. <laughs> Give me a show that I can make good content about. Come on. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, guys, for listening. We will be back tomorrow with another exciting episode. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches, and be cool. Don't be all like uncool. 